The Raw Rugby Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Raw Rugby Podcast. I'm Brett McKay. We're on the downhill run in Super Rugby Pacific and with six rounds to play, a whopping 11-point gap has opened up between the top five teams and everyone trailing in your place. The biggest and best discussion on this and so many rugby topics is the raw.com.au, Australia's biggest sporting debate. Wonderful to have Arabella McKenzie on the pod last week. I think it might be my new favourite pod of the year. Uh, and she'll be back on the field for Harlequins in the Premier 15s in England in the coming weeks. Joining me this and every week, the man who over the weekend took fictional team selections to new and hairy and previously unthought of doggy levels. Harry Jones, how's it, mate? How are you? <laughs> how's it? My dog has been looking at me all like hurt because she wasn't picked. A bit. Uh, yeah, but you know, I mean, it's a guy's team. Sorry, but you know, we we had some fun with the Mastiff, the Bulldog, the Saint Bernard, the Great Dane, the Irish Wolfhound, the Rottweiler, the Ridgeback at number seven, mm. and then the German Shepherd, my pack. You were the one who spearheaded a giant Twitter campaign to get a Jack Russell. Yep, yep. At number nine, do you still forget yep. about that? Absolutely, completely justified. In but fact, you have I a Jack you, Russell, right? I do have a Jack Russell. I sent you a video. I've said Jack Russell burying in amongst under a couch and in amongst boxes and things trying to get a ball out. And I said to you, you won't find any other breed rimming into a ruck trying to find a ball like that. So it was an open and shut case as far as I was concerned. Yeah, but we have to wait for her for her box kick, I think. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my, my Jack Russell's not kicking anything. <laughs> uh, it's uh, it, it was it was an interesting exercise, and we've got a little bit more to say about it too, which is interesting. Uh, heroes and zeros, hit me off with a hero for the week, please. Marius Lowe uh, for the Lions. Good friend of our friend Rian Lowe, because the theme mm-hmm. of this podcast is all about Lowe today. Yep. Um, Marius Lowe. He manages to do a cross kick that results in a try, but let me walk you through it. First, he almost decapitates Falcons, the physio on the field, with a bounce. (laughs) Then he actually actually nutmegs Kubas Candlestick Van Veek. And finally, Edwell van der Merwe does a completely unnecessary swan dive into the corner, almost botching it up, but scores it brilliantly. It's a completely ridiculous match against Zebra that mattered to no one. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to need you to post it on social media. I absolutely need to see that. That sounds outstanding. My uh, my zero for the week is Rugby Australia, mate, who, for reasons that remain far from clear, didn't hold their annual end-of-season awards last year. And instead, they've just sort of drip-fed drip award winners over the past few months. So Rob Valentini was named Super Rugby Player of the Year the week before the comp started. Um Waratah Centre, Georgia Fredericks, was named Wallaroos Player of the Year the first week of March. Today, barnstorming winger Marika Korombete was named, finally, the John Eels medalist for 2022 via Zoom. For the best shoulder charge or best winger? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like I've, I've, been to a John, I've been to a John Eels medal night and they are... They are a really, really great affair. Yeah. And this yeah. year is just so underwhelming. And look, they've promised that it will be bigger and better in in, in for 2023. And you know, they've certainly set the bar low to try and beat that. But anyway, it was it was disappointing. Never mind. So I, I kind of feel like Heroes and Zeros was made for this week's episode. It was that's, uh, yeah. that's just that's just about perfect. But this week's guest is going to be a ripper. And if you listen very carefully here in just a minute, listeners, you'll hear my esteemed co-host approaching excited schoolgirl levels of excitement. The Raw Rugby Podcast. To the Pods Cape Town studio for the first time in 2023 we go. And while I would normally launch into a full-blown biographical intro to build things up at this point, this week, Harry, I'm handing over to you to do this week's guest justice. Brett, have you ever known me to be shy? (laughs) Definitely not. Okay, so today I'm shy. Uh, It's because this is my redemption story. A long time ago, I was at a bri for provincial honours. I was being picked to be a captain, the first English captain, being captain of Western Province Juniors. And they brought a a very esteemed Springbok to talk talk to us, and I was so shy I couldn't talk to him. So today I finally get to talk to the guy. Uh, He is one of my heroes as a child, as a boy. Uh, the Springboks have had many highs and a few lows. They've had Yapi low, 
They had Boylo, they had Martin Slow, they've had Francois Lowe, Flo, that you all know. They've had Wilco Lowe, who's so big that he obscures RG Smeyman. In fact, he takes the R out of the G and you only see the G. Um, but there's one Lowe, the best Lowe of all, the Springbok best Lowe has been, uh, is Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe played um, an amazing game of rugby back in the day. If you were around the 70s and 80s, you knew him because he was the one who scared Nas Buerta, but he also ran around him. Uh, he had the headband <laughs> on, he rocked the, the sleeves rolled up, he had the fitness, the offloads. He was the link, not just between forwards and backs, but between Afrikaans and English, between city and er uh, country. He was the old and the new. Um, and it was only because of uh, um, the apartheid regime that we had less of, less of Rob to see. I mean, he yeah. had 19 tests, but he scored, uh, I think, five tries for the box, 18 tries for Western Province. He scored five tries in one game against uh, Pukas for the Stellenbosch uh, University. He won three out of every four games he played. Propellers couldn't kill him. A plane couldn't kill him. <laughs> cancer couldn't kill him. The guy's indestructible. Uh, and nice. he is, uh, uh, there you go. He's everything. And he can teach you how to, to eat bread as well. And I'm telling you now, meat pie with tomato sauce is not it. He is the matador. He's the nemesis of Pretoria's Bulls. Weinberg's West, best vintage, a hero of mine, Rob Lowe. How's it, Rob? Wow. Wow. That's, I'm just, that sounds, that I'm sounds just, unreal. Thanks. I've just got to applaud that. I mean, no, yeah, is it real or not? I'm not sure. I mean, 70, 78, 79 podcasts, Rob, we've done, and that is comfortably the best intro of the lot. And wow. and I'm afraid it's all we've got time for. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Goodbye, guys. <laughs> oh, that's, um, this is, this is actually going to be a real um, history lesson for me, Rob, because I have to admit, I don't know too much about South African rugby in, in your yeah. time and in the 80s. So I'm looking forward to today because um, everything that I've read and everything that, that, that Harry's told me suggests that yeah. you should have played a lot more than 19 tests for the box. It, it, it was the time that, the time that you lived, wasn't it? Yeah. I, I, well, I think uh, it was a bit, bit tough in those days. I mean, we... I, um, um, so, so the one year, I think we played like 11 tests because uh, we, we played against uh, South America, which effectively was the Argentinian side. And we, and we played the French and um, I think the other four tests were the Lions. Um, and obviously, well, well, the whole thing was, was the whole apartheid situation. So we couldn't, we couldn't get out there and play. So for, for us, it was basically a dream to, to go on, yeah. to, on tours and, and especially that 81 New Zealand tour, which you guys probably have, have all heard about. Yes, yes. That, that was something unique and a really unique um and uh, yeah so, so we, we didn't play much unfortunately i i actually believe and it's a bit unfair of me saying that but i think probably if well you know, if the world had seen well, our backs at that stage especially you know the donny habers the carl duplessis the ray mortz uh casey pinners the, the guys nas butters the, the guys just didn't see it i think quite similar to that sort of a period of, of era that, that the welsh had with J.P.R. Mm -hmm. Williams and J.J. Williams and those guys, and I, I think we, we were really um, and, and 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 I mean our backs were incredible, uh, and it wasn't it wasn't just purely brute force uh, the forward play. It was it was a combination of, of backs and mm -hmm. forwards, and and Harry would, could probably uh, sort of add that uh, it was really special, and, yeah, some, I, and some really skillful great players, you know. Yeah, that's it's important to know. Like people like Jan Ellis, Dick Halen, but Rob Lowe as well, and Mornay Duplessis. I mean, I saw Mornay Duplessis uh, use more offloads than anyone back in the day. Uh, exactly. And Rob, so Rob, you always played light. I mean, you didn't, you were not trying to get to 105 kgs. You were kind of comfortable at the 95 to 100, right? And you, I was 90, 92, 93. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you yeah. and you played a different kind of a loose forward, even though you were about six foot two, one you know, one point nine. Um, yeah. That you've I've always spoke up for that in the Springbok rugby. Even now, are you? Is that what you want to see more from the Springboks and from rugby in general? Is the I mean, you played to space uh, and you were always really fit. Um, I was interested in how you did that. You know, in in that kind of culture where there was bigger was better back then. You know. Yeah, that it, um, cool. yeah, it was very tough. You know, we well, well, playing obviously because of course the. The South Africans have got, have got this thing about size, and we've always had this thing about size. So, so for me to have and being an English-speaking liberalised South African was quite tough to 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 get into that that, that whole the whole uh, you know to to change the mold. Um, and uh, so, so it was it was a, a difficult situation. But but 
you know, what, well, you know, and they really helped having great backs, you know, that could play ball. And, and so I could link with, with those guys and, and, and there was a good understanding amongst us, you know. Um, I, I, I think probably, probably, the, probably the, the closest loose forward after that period was Joe Fanikak, quite quick mm-hmm. and, and, you, and you could also link. But um, I, th- I think those linking loose forwards that, that have got lost, you know, it's a, it's, it's a banging game these days and, and, and very similar game to which I played at Wigan when I was, you know, I had three years at Wigan. So yeah. quite quite a similar type of game if you think about it. You know? And obviously it's helped the Aussies and and the, and the New Zealand to a certain extent because a lot of them grow up with that. And I can see a big movement now. I, I see there's a big movement of of, of leagues trying to go across back to, to, to <laughs> Union now. I see there's a big fight going on about that. And, yeah. and a lot of them don't like it. Eh? It's, it's very it's a very it's a very yeah. tough move across. It's a very tough, um, especially from, from from league to to Union. Mm. Um, and so many of them don't make it. You know, it's it's a, it's, a, it's a complete different, uh, well, you know, a complete different game. You know? It's a complete yeah. different situation. It'd be held a lot harder now than it, than it would have been back in your day when you did switch to to Wigan. The mid mid eighties we're talking, which was like right at the the height of the apartheid. The height band, of Wigan. Oh, yeah. Wigan, yeah, yeah. So 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 you know, Joe Lydon, Henderson, uh, Henderson, Gill, um, uh, Sean Ellery, Edwards. Ellery. Hillary Hanley, Hillary Sean Edwards, yeah, 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 it was really a top top team, and yeah, so it was it was, a, it was amazing coming from from Union and not seeing league. You must understand, we just didn't see any league. I mean, it was like <laughs> yeah. it was kept away from us. And then and then and then I watched one. I think it was a, a in a final at, at Wembley, and and I just said, look, that's one of my dreams to go and play there. And uh, so yeah, so myself and actually Donny Clab was going to come, and then he pulled out of the the, 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 the whole thing, and then Ray Moore and myself went across. And it was amazing playing with, with probably the best you know, leagues in the world at that stage. Because mm-hmm. I mean, they they had um, I, th- I think Wigan went afterwards the year of the, after we left, and they won the world uh, club championship. So it was special yeah. playing, and then playing against Australia. I, w- I was lucky enough to play against the Wally Lewis and, and, and Mal Meninga bunch. Oh, so the '86 Kangaroo Tour, of course. Yeah, yeah. Kangaroo Tour. Yeah. yeah, that's right. So I played against them also. So that was, that was an incredible experience coming from from Union and on the one yeah. side and and really playing sort of and, yeah. and and being very lucky to play with a great Western Province side. We, we had yeah. a, a special side that played open rugby, and then going across and and and, and playing league with a really bunch of really good leagueies, you know, mm-hmm. and against the Wally Lewis Mamaningas, you know. That would have been the time, Rob, uh, mid mid eighties when Australian players and the the English season was in their winter, so it was in the Australian summer. So you'd see the Peter Sterlings, the Brett Kennys that's right. of the world um, went yeah. over to England and played played the off season. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So so um, uh, so we had Ella, uh, the, the, the zip zip. Yeah, Steve Ella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Steve Ella, and we we had uh, Darling, the one front ranker. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, Greg Darling. Yeah, we played Greg with us. Yeah. We had a few yeah. New Zealanders playing with us as well. So it was a great, great experience, you know, playing yeah. a complete new world, and and it's completely, completely. I mean, those guys, they hated Union at that stage. So you just didn't yeah. see, you didn't see Union, and they didn't, and the guys didn't want to know about Union. So it was an incredible experience, you know, going across yeah. there and, and and playing, playing, playing with many Union boys. I mean, I mean, Joe Lydon came from Union, um, yeah, and then Sean Edwards came from Union, and then there was a guy. Jonathan Davis was, made his switch a few years later, didn't he? He switched a few years later. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So he it switched been, a few. Years it, must, it must have been quite humbling. I mean, you're a, like a World Fifteen. Uh, I think twice you were picked for World Fifteen Rugby Union. Uh, you were obviously very well known in the game. You you, you won a Lions Tour, scored tries um, yeah. in that, and then you go to the league, and it's like, I mean, they may not have known who you were and like no, the position you played. Actually, <laughs> that is humbling, without a doubt. But but it's, it's the same as going from junior school. To, to senior school, you know, you suddenly have got to you've got to mark your 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 your, your line mm-hmm. in the sand again. But it, it, it was it was it was a. I wouldn't say it was was uh, it was tough yet. I mean, it's, it's a different game, you know. Uh, but um, and and obviously you're competing against the top leagues in the world, also, and you're playing against. I, I think I, I I remember the Wigan side. That I think I think our reserves were were, were all all like like that. They played for Great Britain, so you yeah, compete yeah. against those guys. Yeah. And 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 having grown up in union was very difficult to to change, you know, the whole mindset in contact, everything, the whole just yeah. change it, you know. Yeah. So that, that was that was really an, an experience. But I, I think I think the game to a certain extent, uh, it, it sort of helped 
it were my game in a way that I, I had a more sort of, sort of wider vision. I, still, I didn't play a real flanker role. I should play more like a back flanker in a way. You know? Yeah. I was so going to say, what, what position did you play for Wigan, Rob? So, so I, I played normally a second row or, or yeah. whatever. And yeah. then, yeah, so that, that that's where, where they, they put me. Uh, actually, funny you tell the guys I played second row. They think you're bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the uh, but Brett, the Afrikaners would say that Rob never really played in the forwards anyway. He was just barely well, sitting the scrum. Exactly, Harry. Because, yeah. because as, we, as we know, as Andrew Killaway told us a few weeks ago, flanking is not scrumming, is it? <laughs> <laughs> no, Rob had one, one hand. Yeah, Rob had one hand on Eddie Becker, the largest like six foot twenty guy, and he was just looking at nice words all the time, like, "Hey, get him, get him, get him, get him." <laughs> yeah, you're right. Eh? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, the government yeah. with a with a with so a sp- buck so he was sp- he was yeah. Speaking speaking of uh, some of the shape of the game, I mean, it looks like league coaches are coming in. Uh, Andy Farrell was had a league background. You have Sean mm-hmm. Edwards now going Sean to Edwards, yeah. French. It looks like to me that there's a lot of cross pollination, and this is something you like. I mean, you've done everything in the world. You know, you've done thatch roofs, you've done surfing, you've done rugby, uh, you've coached in Italy. So, are you liking the fact that rugby is getting more ideas from more other sports and uh, perhaps expanding um, away. Oh, certainly. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I think it's great. And, and, and yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I think we, we're going to make a... Uh, the New Zealanders always say that, that, that uh, well, the game of, of union you know, is very boring. And, and, and I think it's very important that, that we have an open conversation, that we can change the game to suit everybody, that, that the mm. guys in Australia can love it as much as they, that they love their league, you know. So it's so, so, so important that, that, that it can be out there marketing. And then the big thing, I think I think, I think we're sitting with a situation where the rules, I mean, I'll just have become, we, we can talk, we can talk forever on that. Yeah, <laughs> um, and, and, and when you're crossing the States and you're trying to explain to some person from the States what the yeah. hell is happening with, with, Lee, with, with Union, they say, what the hell is it? I mean, I, and at one stage, I actually was involved, I'm still talking out now, but with a, like a breakaway tens or sevens series, like a real complete breakaway, like an IPL, I was heavily involved with with a very close friend of mine that was university with me, and we actually looked at at breaking it away completely and, and to simplify the game of rugby because people just don't yeah. understand. The world. I mean, I mean, even I don't, Brett and Harry, I don't even understand many things. I look and I think, what yeah. the hell is happening? You know? um, so how the hell do you sell it to the rest of the world? When when we, 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 you know, we don't understand it ourselves. The cruel irony here, Rob, is that you went to Stellenbosch University where the the famous you know, 2006 ex, uh, uh, experimental law variations were came up with. They were trialled in yeah. a couple of competitions in the Australian Rugby Championship, a domestic competition in Australia. Yeah. And it was fantastic rugby to watch, I can absolutely tell you. And it was knocked on the head at the first opportunity. The home unions yeah. did not want a part of it, and it's a great show. I still think now what what the game might be like now, fifteen years on from those Stellenbosch ELVs, had they have exactly. come in, and it's it's a real shame. Yeah, it's it's a shame. It's it's, it's I, I, well, I sort of worry now with the World Cup coming up. You know? I mean, what's going to mm. are they going to are they going to soften 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 the the, the, the rule? Uh, where will they go? You know. Um, that's a, that's well, they're, they're, they're already talking about they're already talking about a TMO bunker. They're already talking about a, a review type rugby system that is in Super Rugby. Um, they're already yeah. talking about using that. So yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. No, no. and I mean 20, 2019, as we know, the first two and a half weeks were there was yellow cards everywhere, wasn't there? And and, and there was referees being thrown under buses, and then suddenly they just backtracked a little bit, didn't they? And what they was the suspension last week? Suddenly was fine and play on, and yeah, no, yeah. So, so it's, it's, it's tough. I mean, you, you know, you know, the same situation now. You know, I, I, I still believe what well, those days when we used to have a proper fight. The guys used to throw the, throw the fist. I mean, I'm, totally. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I haven't. I mean, we all went through that. Um, yeah. And, and, you, were, also, and Rob, I mean, you were very good at you were very good at the on being on the, on the sideline cheering your guys on in those fights. I saw I exactly, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a surfer, bro. I'm a lover, I'm not a fighter. A lover, not a fighter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm no, a true hugger. So, I understand that. No, 
no, it's true though. Like you say, like in, in ice hockey, there is a moment in the game in Thank ice you. hockey where you can drop your gloves and it's it's one on one. You don't pile in from behind and hit someone in the back of the head, and then you let him you. let him get it out. And I think every team could have that. You know, we could have Exabeth, and then uh, you know, Brett could have um, Nick White, and it could be great. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I think we all could have Nick White. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna stand for this. Ongoing character assassination of Nick White, Harry. This is out of line. Out of line. Rob, talk, talk to me. Talk to us about. Um, talk to us about rugby in South Africa in the early eighties. The apartheid bands were becoming more and more. I think I've counted up eight or nine of your nineteen tests were against South America. So it, it seems to me at the time that you guys played tests against whoever whoever was allowed to play you. Basically, would that That's be right. a fair fair assessment? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, we didn't play against Australia. We, we couldn't play. In no, actual fact, couldn't. No, well, on the eighty-one tour, you know, we flew, we flew, and 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 they said, "Listen, you can't even land in Sydney." How's that? So we flew, flew to to New Zealand. So we flew around, and we flew, we flew through LA, and then then, then Hawaii, and Hawaii. Oh, you went the other way. Yeah, we went the other way. Oh, because, bloody because, because as you said, we can't even land there. How's that? Oh, so, wow! So we so, so we flew right round. We flew. I went. I was happy because I had like five hours, six hours in 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 uh, in Honolulu. So, so I jumped <laughs> off the plane. Fair we had like too. three hours there. Yeah, and, and the most I mean, classic you've been story. On, you've yeah, been on the plane for four days before it, but you had five yeah, hours exactly. in Honolulu. <laughs> and the most classic story, which which uh, I mean, a, a lot of guys don't know about, but but when you know, Errol Tobias, um, you know, he was the first. Black Springbok, uh, fly off, stand off. He, he was a great player, and we were yeah, very close is. friends. And 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 he was my, well, my roomie. I looked after him most of the time. Super guy, hell of a hell of a, hell of a good player. You, you know Harry, he was a good yeah. player. And 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 Errol used to follow me wherever I went. So so we arrived at Honolulu, and we we in this hotel for four hours. And I think this, I'm out of here. And and I go look for for a surf spot, and I rock up. There's a place called uh, Diamond Heads. Which is just just away from the hotel, yeah. And Errol's yeah. with me, so so I paddle out. I, and I get a surfboard from a guy. I said, "Listen, I'm a surfer. You're not going to hire a surfboard." And I paddle out with diamond heads, and I turn around and I look, and he has Errol Tobias paddling out behind me. You've got him. No. <laughs> has he ever even surfed before? Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable, yeah. Incredible story, but yeah. So so it, it was yeah. So, so so we basically flew through there, and then and then you know went on that crazy tour. It was a uh, Experience yeah. of a lifetime, that, and yeah. and, we, and we should have beaten them. You know, I, I thought we had a, a special team, and uh, there were there were things that happened. Obviously, very tough. You know, the sleep in the change room before the, the test match, but it also brought the guys together. You know, yeah, there were I, a few. I, there were a few. There were a few distractions. We have to say, yeah, there was a little bit going on. There was flare ups everywhere. Were, were there were there moments on that eighty one tour where you genuinely feared for your safety? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, the worst one was we played against uh, 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 Waikato, and we were sitting, and 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 I was a reserve, and I was sitting on, on the stand. I was, you know, sitting on the stand with, with my springbok. I mean, you can't miss it, you know, the the green with the gold braids. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting there, and there's this plane going around and circling all the time, and then the, and the guy came across to us and said, "Listen, the guy wants to dive bomb you guys. He wants to fly into you. Can you believe it? Into the stand." So oh, we bloody hell, yeah, seriously. So we just jumped off the bloody yeah. We just went down down the tunnel. We just couldn't believe it. Yeah, this guy was circling the whole time. So it was yeah. There were times which was was scary. Um, yeah, yeah. It was a it was a, was the experience an incredible tour, amazing tour. Um, yeah, but but I've been on a few of those. I mean, uh, when I when I was um, on the Barbarian tour of the UK in '79, where we had we had it was the first mixed tour. So we had nine. Or eight blacks, or so-called blacks these days. Yeah, uh, yeah. Eight coloreds and and eight white guys, and we went on the tour, and we actually beat the south of, of Scotland, and the, it was our first mixed tour because Dr. Craven said, "Listen, you know, you, you know, no, South African rugby must get together now. We will sort things out." And it, it was amazing. That was '79, uh, and and we also got in the bus, and on the N4, the highway out of out of uh, of Heathrow, the bus, they caught a light. How's that? So we would have bailed out the windows. Yeah. Oh, bloody hell. So it's, it's like, yeah, it's like everything yeah. in the world is everything in the world is trying to kill you, Rob. It, it's, yeah. like, nothing's <laughs> That's working. That's what I'm hearing. So that was a higher experience, purpose. is it? Yeah, it must be a higher purpose. So, now, so 
to, to, to set the, the scene, though, I mean, it was kind of a big controversial thing for you even to have a roommate, Errol yeah. Tobias, at the time. Uh, cross-racial, wouldn't have happened in South Africa, but on the tour, you were, I think, um, you were one of the glues. You were one of the people that kept it together. Um, looking back on that now, um, what do you think Errol Tobias was going through? I mean, did, do you think that he actually enjoyed that tour, or was it kind of the worst possible position for him to be in? No, I... Uh, you know, um, it, it, look, I mean, I, I always have an argument with people at, at that stage. Um, what, well, the big opposition of, you know, of South African party was, 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 a, was, a, was a progressive party. Right. So, so they were, they were the, you know, so there was opposition, you know, to apartheid in those days already. It wasn't as though it was just pure bunch of, of like, like, like meatheads yes. just following, following, yes. you know. Yes. So there was, there was people already at that stage fighting, fighting apartheid and, and, uh, and no, no, no. Errol had a had a great tour. You know, we were very close. We were roommates, and, and most of the players, because he was such an upstanding, really great guy. I, th I think I think I learned a hell of a lot from that. You know, yeah, living with a guy like that, and uh, and and obviously, the, well, the tour before we went on the, on the seventeen nine before the eighty one, you know, with Barbarian tour, and also was good because many of those players had also mixed, and and and, and was weird for you know, for us, and now suddenly we sort of. You know, that's so realized that there was a there was a apartheid between the blacks and the colored guys. The colored yeah. guys wouldn't wouldn't mix. With, people don't know that. So the yeah, colored guys right. wouldn't mix with the black yeah, guys. They right. would rather mix with us. So it was it was a, like a, a real weird learning situation for us. You know, um, yeah. it's it's this truth is always more complicated than than the, yeah. the headlines or the labels. Uh, speaking of a a bit of a club and country issue as Brett is wearing a color sculptures number 15 for Western province. Yeah. The, I uh, mean, the, we... the West, for our, for our listeners, uh, the, uh, the Western province jersey that Harry gave me last year is on again for this episode, especially got, for Rob. It's got blood and mud on it. Uh, well, a little bit because it's a back, uh, but I'm... I'm actually, I'm genuinely scared to wash it. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, so we, we want clubs to be strong. Obviously that's the, that's the grassroots of the game. But at the same time, it seems like there's a big competition now between the club game and the test uh, arena. You even have yeah. Jacques Nienaber almost thinking it's a promotion to go from, to go from yeah. a block coach to Leinster senior advisor, whatever it's called now. Uh, you, have, um, you have a lot of people jumping around back and forth. Um, and it seems like some of the French teams are so stacked now with you know, test internationals from all over that they could literally yeah. play in the World Cup. And La Rochelle would do fine. Leinster would do fine in the World Cup. Yes. Um, yeah. What's next? How do you see this playing out, Rob? Like, is there a way where we can preserve Test rugby for the next 20, 25 years? Or is it going to become like soccer, where it's just every four years we pay attention and then the rest is all about club, club, club with the money? Yeah, this is exactly what's going to happen. The way things are happening now, unless we can, we can go on those long tours. I think those tours are great. You know, you know, when when the lions come on tour, I mean, everybody comes awake. Everybody, so I, I think they should go back to that situation and and try and and try. Well, it's difficult for the clubs because because they're the white guys with the money, you know, and they're pushing yeah. the money at this stage. So it's it's a it's a, it's a tough balance balancing that. But um, now you're very right, Harry. It, it, it is worrying that that, that that the guys seem to to worry about the next World Cup. That's for, for them the big and 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 while we're talking about it, I. I, I really believe that that, um, that the last tour of, of South Africa went on. There, there was a lot of of I think I think Russi was hiding a lot of stuff away. He didn't give his full. I really believe it. I, I saw what happened, and and you know, uh, uh, so 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 against Ireland, he didn't have a kicker. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, physically, true. we gave him a, a, a real hiding, you know, physically, and the French also. So he, he was playing yeah. games. Uh, he was he was up, up to playing games and and these guys it's a whole build up I saw the other day he was talking about that the whole build up has been for eight years now for this World Cup so that's that's the, the way the guys are planning these days so I, th I yeah. think I think the World that's... Cups become everything you know for them hell of a long game isn't it it's also, a hell of a long game no but yeah. it, it is you know like Brett you know the against the Welsh there was a there was a match in Bloemfontein where they should really have given the ticket uh, buyers their money back because there were yes, I think 14 box so. that were just box in name only they were not yeah. the first choice uh, they went from I made like 15 ch changes one week and then 16 the following week to exactly. get them to get them right back it was yeah that's right it yeah. was it was and, really strange and, and, and the same thing uh, well, well, well South Africa played against the, the All Blacks in in Nelspruit 
and gave him a hell of a hiding. I, I heard, I'm, I'm talking out now, but I heard that the week after, before the Spark test, he actually killed him. I mean, well, well yeah. So he had the, the box training, you know, the whole week, like he killed him. So the yeah, guy, right. I don't even watch that test match. The last 15 minutes, the, the box was stuck. Yeah. And, and, and I actually heard that afterwards from the Blue Bull guys who were trained against them. They said that, that, that Rossi had, he had murdered him that whole week, leading up to the second test. So that's, that's you know, it's, uh, you think about, you know, why is he doing that? But I think like, an experiment, aim, like an experiment or something? Or? It's experimenting. And, and, and also the aim for the, for the World Cup, so building up for right. the World Cup. Yeah, uh, right. and, and, and also, you must understand that many of the other South African rugby players, you know, well, only a year for, for, for a period. And most of them you know, leave, leave for Japan and everything. So the only time you can really work effectively with them is, is when, they, when they have the test period. So that's yeah, what I yeah. think, I think he's, he, he was doing. His whole aim was that. Because I, I mean, I can't believe that we would, before the second New Zealand test against, against uh, at, at Ellis Park, kill the guys for a week. But well, really, there, there, there was a secret conspiracy, Rob, that that was because they knew that if the box won, Ian Foster would be gone, and we wanted uh, Ian Foster in. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of Kiwis have said that. Foster, that's brilliant. I, no, I so, yeah, on the question of fitness, I think that's so crucial. Uh, RFU just finished their review of the Borthwick uh, Six Nations campaign. And the number one headline was that England was not fit enough. I mean, you look at them, they're monsters, right? They're, they're built uh, incredible muscles, but they don't have the fitness. And against Ireland, France, and Scotland, they faded. Yeah. So it's, yeah. and Alan Walters is now going to be the fitness coach for England. He was the Bach fitness coach for. He's, yeah, he's been in Australia too, I'm sure. I'm, yeah, I, think right. he's, I think he might be working at Brumbies. Yeah. yeah. And, and uh, also, you know, they only have a 36 man squad. I think French have 42 in their camp. This whole idea of having squad fitness, you know, like who is the least fit guy in your camp is now one of the measures of how good a team you are. Mm, um, right. and, and, and with a speed up game, it's going to be even more important. Brecht's done some good work on stats and you see that now the, the bench comes on earlier. Yeah. The, the match itself has fewer breaks. Um, the broadcast time is even shorter. So right. it looks to me that fitness is we're going back in, in a way to your uh, doctrine, which was be the fittest guy on the field be the fittest yeah. team on the field yeah no, you're right. and I, it looks right. like to me that that's where we're going for this world cup that the fittest team will win 100 percent right I, I i agree with you there and I, and I think that that was russie's whole aim there was a whole build up to the end of the year yeah. tour but, but also getting the guys and really just getting them fit so so you know we talk about it, you know every four years it seems to be a, a situation where the guys are building up for that you know um mm. yeah it's gonna be um it's gonna be interesting <laughs> i think I think this World Cup is going to be the first World Cup where we can we can we have a, a few teams that compete effectively, and that's going to be the, be interesting to see the the first few matches. I mean, I don't want to go yeah. into the World Cup. I'm sure you want to, um, and we won't talk about the Welsh at this stage. But um, I'm a big Welsh fan. I've, 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 I was lucky enough to to play in a few games there with a, like a World 15 sides, and uh, I, I, I love them. I, I love their rugby and I love their passion. And this and the same, you know, and 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 the whole of Cardiff and the whole situation when they get together. I just hope they can come back to, to where they were, you know. Rugby on the raw. Rob, how have you moved or how have you viewed, sorry, South Africa's move north so far? The, the four teams playing in the, the United Rugby Championship. Um, how have you seen that so far from a from a domestic point of view? I think it's very good. I, I think it's, it's been very, very good. And, and it's, it's worked out for, for our teams, you know. I think the guys mm. have, have learned so much from that, you know, uh, touring and so on. And, and, and it was very tough for, for the South African teams to, to fly and, and then play basically for a whole month or so in, over in the UK, in uh, Australia and New Zealand. So it was a, yeah. it was a tough trip for, for the guys, you know. And, and then obviously your, your timing, you know, flying. And, and the same for, you, for the guys who fly back. But, yes. but but South African teams play, played that and they flew and, and they went on such longer trips. But it also was good for us because a lot of the Afrikaans guys didn't like touring, and it taught them so much. So the yeah. first time, yeah. the Afrikaans boys have, have, have actually it was a good thing for them that they could learn to play away from home and, and to, to tour. So so that was a good thing. But yeah, I, th I think the URC has been a great learning school for us. Um, 
the Heineken Cup was a was a big learning school for us. So the, the guys, yeah. But you know, you know, in hindsight, there are there are just so many South Africans. I'm not making excuses, but I think over 400 Harry at this stage playing playing playing. It's yeah, yeah. It's just so yeah. many of them. I mean, I mean, every every team from the UK has got three or four South Africans. You know, the mm. Holocons, I think, got five. Um, mm. And so it goes on and on and on. You know, we got most got most so French many. teams have got. 23 or 4, I think it is. Yeah, exactly. and I think, and a lot of them are captains. So you look at the disproportionate number yeah, of true. South Africans that end up being captains in England uh, and were becoming key players, like Paul Valimsa in uh, in France is like a fixture yeah. in the French national team. But it's not exactly. just that that he would start. Maybe Paul Valimsa wouldn't start for the Bucks, but he would be in the camp. He would push. Yeah. Uh, or you'd have yeah. a guy like Conrad Liebenberg. He's a really good, you know, like mental guy. Well, push yeah. this guy. Yeah. yeah. So you have other people that um, could 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 help. I think Australia has the same situation, right? Australia yeah. has a lot of really yeah. good players who have know-how. Maybe Rob Simmons wouldn't be the starting lock, but he knows how to run a lineup. He knows how to do it. Yeah, yeah. 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 I found I found a website the other day. I was looking something up, and it had a list of three hundred plus currently active wow. Australian players. What? Yeah. And now yeah. you think about you think about five teams in Australia with thirty-five man squads. That's only a hundred exactly. and. 60 so there's that many again playing yeah. overseas so 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 my so my prediction and people are laughing at me in south africa my prediction is in australia is going to be a a very dangerous side if, if you can get all your your players back and playing I mean, your second rows alone alone mm. just those guys coming back i think australia's and 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 i mean sitting on, on the side of england and whatever it is argentina i, I think australia is going to be a danger we're, with Eddie we're Jones, on the good side rob we're yeah, on the good side. Good side. I, I think they put things together, and with Eddie Jones, Eddie Jones is no fool. Yeah. Um, yeah, they yeah. could be a, a they could be a, a good outside bet for me. Honestly, yeah, yeah. Has it been? Um, you talk about learning curves of of European competition and all that. Are the are the teams learning on the run effectively how to deal with 10 to 11 month seasons and 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 having to intertwine that European competition in as well? That's a big problem now. Yeah. See, that's 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 a problem with you've got to have like in a stormer squad, you've got to have at least I reckon about 50, 50 players. You've got to have at least three teams as your backup. As as the Leinster have done now. They've got to have yeah. it. You've got to have it. Um yeah, John, yeah, John stage, Dobson has used fifty five players, uh, Rob. This that's season, a, so yeah. Far. yeah. He's yeah. a fifty five, eh, Harry? That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. That's incredible, and, and 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 the guys have gone now. I know they the, the Western Province team on Saturday they played with a schoolboy on the wing. He's still playing yeah. at schoolboy level, you know. So that seems to be be the way to go at this stage, you know. Um, so at, at, at ease, at ease, worrying, and and the injury of obviously attrition rates very high. So it's difficult for the guys to to go through basically nine months of rugby, not ten yeah. months of rugby nearly. Yeah, you know, easily. It's a long easily. time. Yeah, yeah. So I think so. So. So, Rob, I got a new job for you, which is going to be important because of this uh, incredible workload. I think you should become the nutrition coach of South Africa. You know, you go on Rob's Twitter, you're going to find that you, Brett, you should be beating nuts and spinach and olive oil. You should not be having processed meats. Sorry, that's all meat uh, Brett eats uh, and fried food. No, I only but- ate the best pies. <laughs> <laughs> so so rob did you always eat clean or is this something you did in later years to be healthy um i've always it it fairly clean yeah i, I must yeah. say he said for sugar which was 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 one of my and chocolates you know which was one of the one of the big feeders of cancer as people don't know oh. uh, so yeah so so i i you know so about 14 years ago obviously i had my my fight with the big C, um, and I just I just decided back against the wall. I'm I'm gonna just just read up as much as I can on, on nutrition and, and the way to fight it. You know, at, at that stage to fight stage four, you know, four melanoma. At that stage, there was nothing. So I, yeah. I did fight it. Um, no, no, no food wise and nutrition wise, and uh, so yeah, I, I spend a lot of my time trying to help people. Maybe a lot of people they phone me because of. Of, of cancer and 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 you know in actual fact today I, I had a phone call on, on WhatsApp from a buddy of mine. He was uh, he was actually he was a, he's a doctor in, in New York. He was a he was in, in class with me, and and he also same situation. There's so many guys, you know, and people just don't know. I think your diet's so so important. Mm. Uh, you know, we don't realize what we put in our bodies, our water, everything. 
Yeah. I I, I was, yeah. How did you make such a good transition from, I mean, I know you have a very loyal family and you have a lot of interest in life. I was joking about it, but it's true. You're interested in lots of things. And so you were able to land post rugby. A lot of young players now, professional players or players that don't Mm -hmm. quite make it, you know, so a guy like me that was almost there, but not really. How do you, what's what's your advice to those guys to to have something else in life ready you know how, how can you prepare rugby players for life post rugby yeah there's so there's so many guys out there i mean i mean my son also he, he played professional rugby you know played for boyland and he played a spring, a spring mark sevens reserve player and the same thing with him i just said robbie you, you you've got to have a a, a wide a, a range of of, of interest you, you can't just so many of these youngsters just live for the game you know yeah. Um, I've, I've always had the balance. I, I believe I've always had the balance. I always had my my other stuff. I was interested in. I mean, although I, 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 I'm passionate about rugby, I love my rugby, but still, I think one's going to have, have the balance and just and just uh, look at other interests. And a lot of these guys are completely just in, and enthralled, and then afterwards they, they're stuffed. You know, afterwards yeah. so there's so many of them. Man. There's so many of these guys playing like you know small provincial sides, and and then afterwards they get injured, and then they're stuffed. Um, I was lucky you know, in our days, you know, we went to university and we studied, so, so we, we had a bit of a, a background that helped a lot. And obviously your context from university more than your, your studying, because I, I think I studied more in the, in the pub and, and, and off the field. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, 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 mean, and I think your context there at university is just so important and your friends mm. that you make at university. That's so important. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, you know we became friends with Franz Malherbert through the pod, and uh, and now we keep yeah, up. And, and you know what yeah. what Franz Malherbert talks to me about is not rugby. Uh, on a WhatsApp chat, he's talking about uh, uh, horticulture and a new varietal of <laughs> citrus plant. Uh, how's the dam going that he's making? Uh, you know, I'm growing I'm growing trees. We talk about this, and I think that he's going to have fun. He's going to be fine post yeah. rugby. Yeah, he will be but fine. I do think he's there's a lot a very of, wealthy family. It helps, yeah. But um, <laughs> but also, but there's some other players that don't have that background, and it's yeah. so important. I think uh, mental Ill, mental mental health, as well as um, you know, being able to support yourself and 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 your family. That's exactly. Well, well, well I saw that with, with rugby league. Sorry, I'm I'm trying to move into this. I saw that with rugby league also. So many of these youngsters that have been, oh, um, that have been signed at 16 years old, and yeah. and these guys. I mean, I mean, you know, there were the certain guys when I was playing for Wigan. Certain guys that would play three matches in, in a week, you know. I mean, it, it, yeah. there, there was guys playing playing for Wigan. We would play on Saturday. We play against Hawkinson Rovers, and 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 the Sunday they would play for Great Britain. That's yeah. what happened. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was crazy. It was absolutely crazy. Yeah. These guys are, are just cannon fighter. Yeah, and then, and then you play a Challenge been, Cup game on Wednesday night. Crazy. I mean, yeah. absolutely, completely crazy. So, so obviously, you know, they get that their pound, you know. And that, that, so, so I saw a lot of that. Um, but I think just to keep the, the, the wide interest, I've always, I've always had a, I think a, a wide interest. I, I love my birds. I like I'm proper birds. I'm not talking about bird birds. <laughs> <laughs> so I've always, I, I think, I think one's got to, you know, really keep the interest going. I mean, you know, so young boys today, all you see them is on these bloody uh, games and, and playing games against each other. That's what they do. You know, yeah. They spend their time playing the bloody games. And that's that's the interest at this stage. Um, speaking just, of just, uh, speaking of wide interest, though, your daughter Roxy Lowe has a, a new single out called "Set Me Free." Yeah, is there a, hit, is there a hidden message there? <laughs> <What's happening>? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you see, in the in the old days, we should always keep her keep her. Yeah, yeah. No, no, she look look look. She was a surfer also. She was um, she was a face of Oakley. Uh, mm. so, so she surfed for many years, and then. Just three, four years ago, just uh, got involved uh, with DJing and, and loves it. I'm also a big, I'm a big, well, big music. I love my music. Um, so she grew up in, in a in a real background of music and 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 what's that? We we play a lot at night, and so and then my wife also, you know, we really enjoy our music. And yeah, she she got involved. And she she married a New Zealander. Can you believe it? Oh. Um, yeah, from <laughs> from North Harbour. <laughs> so she's married to New Zealand and 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 uh, and 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 old uh, Sam Sam raps. He's a bit of a rapper. He raps a bit, and then, so he helped her get in the game. And so yeah, she's she's into this. <laughs> Set me free. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm, I'm smelling a comeback for you uh, with the headband and the and the and the, and the sleeves sold up in the background. The background singer. 
you, Mornay, and Ray Moore. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> oh, dear. Exactly. Oh, dear. Are you comfortable that rugby's got a, a healthy future still going forward? I mean, there's plenty of things that we can all change and we can all, everyone thinks they've got something that can make the game better. But are you, are you comfortable that, that rugby's heading in the right direction as a sport? Well, yes and no. Yeah. I, I, I mean, you know, the guys are like, like, the IRB's got to, got to, uh, um, they've got to address certain things. And I think, yeah. I think a lot of the IRB situations have, have just been pushed to the wayside. This sounds quite similar to our, our government at this stage. <laughs> Harry, you know what's happening here. The load, the load shedding. Yeah. Out. <laughs> and it, it seems as, it seems as, I mean, I mean, Billy, which I, I played against, I mean, Billy, Billy and them should be, they should be making, uh, sort of, sort of real, real strong moves because I, I, I worry that 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 a lot of the people now are, are going to start they're going to start watching other sport, and mm. and that's that's a worrying thing, you know. Um, and as I said earlier on, you know, you know, tr try and simplify it or try and make it more simpler that people out there can can, can understand it more. Uh, but it's, it's it is a tough situation because we got so many rules. Um, that, that makes it unique to our game. I mean, it, it really is is beautiful, but. Um, it is quite worrying. I mean, especially the situation now with the cards and and uh, what do you do? Um, a lot of people have asked me what do you do, you know, um, with the red card situation. Uh, yeah, I'm the yeah, I'm the league's. Uh, you know, no, no, well, they got a, a certain where they put the guy in the box, then, don't they? Or what do they do? Yeah, the that, that, same sort of sin bin situation. I mean, there hasn't been. I can't even think of the last time a player was sent off in the NRL. There's only been a couple. This like exactly. this season, there's yeah. What do you have to do in the league to be sent off? Like you have to murder someone, no? You have to wonder that. You do have yeah. to wonder. Yeah. 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 I, I don't Are think you... we'll. I don't think we'll get a situation where the 20, 20 minute red card flies at international level. I'm not. I'm not sure that will fly. But there's an argument that maybe it does work. So I don't. Know. Hey, but don't worry, guys. Billy Beaumont has been working on. Um, a more colorblind version of rugby, but instead of getting rid yeah. of racism, we're getting rid of jersey colors. Jersey colors. Now, now the Wallabies so, have to wear white. That's we're the most the perturbing big, thing I've ever seen in my life. I mean, we're hitting the big details now. Yeah, I think this whole work. I think we. I think we're all sick and tired of this whole work work thing that's happening <laughs> worldwide. I mean, everybody's just laughing much. about it. It's it's too much. I mean, you want when you see the All Blacks box, you want to see the black jersey and the green jersey this is exactly. I, I think this is part of rugby's fabric uh there's exactly. got to be a different way to address this i would think there's the different socks the different shorts or something but you can keep the main color alive uh i i don't know yeah i think billy beaumont and the crew at world rugby is studying all kinds of things except what you're talking about which is how do you make the someone who has never seen the game or is yeah. from a different background understand it because when you look at a rock i'm the same as you I'm, I'm telling the guys in the states what's happening and i start to become confused myself and i go well there's an imaginary gate no sorry that's gone no in the side uh you yeah. can touch the ground you can no you can't touch the ground no I you mean, can't touch the ground yeah, anymore right. yeah wow yeah, yeah. it doesn't stop and, does it and, and and then there's the things like you know how do we ensure that the international level is the top level and that and that we don't have a situation which i think is starting to happen in cricket already where the club game and the franchise game is becoming bigger uh, and that's and that's, and that's and that, that could be an issue for rugby going forward yeah most certainly most certainly i i, I um you know there's a there's one uh, uh, what's it called um from new zealand that that, that program that, that new zealand program. Uh, oh yeah the, 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 the breakdown the yeah, breakdown. yeah. No, the and, breakdown. And, and, yeah. and i know john kerman was talking about having a, 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 a like a season for everybody at the same time uh, you have a north yeah, south global calendar. Uh, yeah, I, I think that could be probably be the way to go. But but then again, I mean the clubs, the clubs, yeah, well, well, the clubs who are paying big money like Toulon and Toulouse and those type of guys, they they want their, their pound of meat. You know? So so mm -hmm. we we it's a hell of a difficult situation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's no way to legislate French clubs anyway. They're going to do whatever they're going to do under the table. It's like oh, we're <laughs> not paying true. him very much, but he has a villa and a maid. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's yeah. the Frenchies. Though. They've always been that way. Yeah. But uh, look, look, they're going to be a danger with the World Cup. I think. Yeah. I think they're going to be they. They, you know, they, they seem to have got their their, their, their ducks in a row, uh, and their coach the coach seems to to at this stage he seems to have have control of the players, which which isn't easy in France, as you know. No, and we haven't always been able to say that about France, have we? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so yeah. it's going to be be interesting to to beat them at home. 
Uh, it's going to be interesting the Asian with the World Cup. It's going to be yeah. uh, of interest. And then, you know, we got Australia on the one side. New Zealand, I I, I don't think New Zealand's going to be the, the worry as they have been. They, they just don't seem to be, well, well the coach number one. And, mm. and, and then number two, I, I, I mean, they haven't they haven't had the, the same centre pairing for Ever. since... Yeah, a long time. Since yeah, Frank, yeah. Frank Bunsen. Two yeah. years? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, so, so they haven't been able to, to put the same team, and then they're playing around all the time. Uh, when they were their flyoffs, you know, they got. The, and so, I, I think, I think New Zealand isn't you know, what they should be. I really don't believe that they'll. They'll. Be, although they always are dangerous in the World Cup, but I don't think they'll be what they should be. I think. Mm. Um, and then, obviously, Ireland's going to be going to be interesting. I think. Yeah, yeah. The, the Irish play a little bit like what I think you tried to play. Like, they're all their loose forwards are interchangeable. You can play six, seven, eight. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The French are kind of going that way too, where six, seven, eight is sort of interchangeable. Czech is yeah. doing that in Argentina. Yeah. So it's interesting yeah. that you could actually have, you know, and with the reserve, you have four Lucies that are really uh, fit, uh, good carriers, mm. good cleaners, Hardable. but also yeah. good hands. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. 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 It's going to be a fascinating tournament. It really is. Um, Rob, it's been it's been absolutely fascinating to, to talk to you and to learn about your history and and particularly about the game in South Africa in the eighties. It was um, that's something that a lot of people I suspect listening probably don't know a whole lot about. So thanks so much for giving up some some time for us uh, to speak to us on the pod this week. Fantastic, thank you guys, Harry. All the best and breath. It's fantastic. Yeah. I really enjoyed it, and and, and yeah. I watch your your Twitter accounts all the time. And I love your podcast. <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. that's worrying. <laughs> Cheers. Yeah. Cheers, Rob. Hey, hey, Rob, come back, come back anytime. And uh, like I said, you really were someone who I looked up to and tried to model my game after, but also I think in life. So good wishes to you and your family, and and say hi to everyone. Yeah, thanks, Rob. Thanks, Cheers. Harry. Thanks, Brett. Thank you very much. I really loved it. Enjoyed that. The roar. Harry, fantastic to speak with Rob Lowe. I know he's an absolute hero of yours, but I learned so much out of that chat. It was it was really really enjoyable. Yeah, it's so it's great. I mean, it really was was it was around him a couple of times in my life. One time in the airport, and then another time for a bribe where we were getting provincial team together. And um, I actually thought I would be a lot more um, shy than I was. I think he's such a great guy to <laughs> nah, to chat with. When I finally finally had the chat that I wanted my whole life. So yeah, no, nah, it's fantastic. It was great to be. Great to be part of it. On the field, mate, uh, URC quarterfinals have now been set, haven't they? Uh, going forward, they won't play this weekend coming. We've got Champions Cup semifinals. Yeah, uh, and they're, being, scram- being they're scrambled a little bit. So suddenly the Sharks yeah. have to go to Leinster. Connacht is, is an inter-country rivalry. Stormers, Bulls, another derby. And then the Glasgow Monster. So it actually felt pretty good for uh, for Munster. Munster, to, yeah. the very very last day, they actually changed the order. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, Stormers, Stormers Bulls will play each other, won't they? And the Bulls look absolutely on fire. They're building and peaking at the right time. Yeah, it's yeah, scary to watch. I mean, I, I talked to a Leinster uh, supporter, Catherine, who's a dyed-in-the-wool forever Leinster fan. And her point was that that's typically Irish, like win, 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 and then when you finally lose, just lose, like lose, like <laughs> like, like hell, really like lose, miserable. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. Champions Cup semi-finals this weekend: Leinster hosting uh, Toulouse uh, at the Aviva in Dublin, your home ground, uh, <laughs> and La Rochelle hosting the Exeter Chiefs uh, in excellent, Bordeaux. Excellent. That, yeah. They'll be they'll be interesting. I'll I will certainly be trying to to catch one or both of them this weekend. They, they're both going to be good games. No, I think that's that's really coming into, you know, um, the crescendo. But I do think everyone's watching Leinster to see how far how far could they go? Could they do the double? I guess that's the big yeah. story. Yeah, 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 yeah. Will be really interesting. Will be really interesting. Um, some, some, the Japan, the, the League One season over there has reached the end of the regular season. So we've now <clears> got, uh, quarter, we've now got finals sorted out. Promotion relegation games are are going on, but you might have seen headlines on the weekend. Quade Cooper has made his his uh, comeback from his Achilles injury last year, but he only played for one minute for Kintetsu. He he had to play the last round of the match so that he would be then eligible to play in the promotion relegation games. That's so he ran on for a minute and went off. Uh, at the first um, at, at the first break in play, 
basically. So, so one of your favorite players, Spiders LaRue, came on one time for a minute and scored a try for with yeah. one carry and zero meters because all he had to do was run into them. <laughs> That's so right. what what did Quade Cooper do in his one minute? What, what I haven't seen his stats. I'm not <laughs> even sure he got a touch. I don't know. I, I don't know that he did. So uh, and it, and it didn't quite go um Kintetsu's way either because they then lost to the NEC Green Rockets um, as well. So Contetsu... Now they're going to play Izzy. They have to play Izzy Falau. Yes, so they've now finished finished last in Division 1. So they have to now play the Irasu D-Rocks in a promotion relegation game. Um, And Matt Tomua's Dinobors are in the other uh, promotion relegation game as well. And I think that might be against Honda Heat, which is... Tom Banks, uh, Pablo Matera, um, you know, a couple of other guys mm. that they stacked in this year to try and um, try and win their promotion up. So we'll we'll see how that plays out. Weird scenes in Major League Rugby in the states uh, over the weekend. So the Houston Sabercats beat Rugby New York uh, 34-27. Rugby New York won it last year, didn't they? They're, they're the reigning yep. reigning premiers. Yep. The big talking point is undoubtedly. Houston and former Lions head coach, Porter Human, yep. mm-hmm. taking issue with a yellow card, storming onto the pitch where he was then involved in a full-blown punch-up with New York's head of high-performance, Ollie Richardson. It's no, he, the, he, sla- he slapped him. Uh, but it turns well, out that Ollie, Ollie is an MMA practitioner, and if it had continued, uh, Porter might have been in trouble. <laughs> yeah, well, I saw a few that, that Ollie threw, and he... <laughs> He certainly wasn't uh, wasn't for a lack of trying, and it it sort of it sort of emerges that maybe Ollie Richardson might have been you know sledging a few Houston yep. players during a during a penalty shot at goal, and there was a bit you know, and anyway, it's hard to see how we've heard the last of that. It's a, if you haven't seen the video, um, check on my Twitter feed. I, I I posted it on Monday just with the words "whoa" because that was. If we're gonna have coaches uh, squaring off, I am I'm there for that. I'd like to see Eddie Jones square <laughs> off with uh, Steve Borthwick. Uh, be nice. Oh, be couldn't that yeah. be something? Couldn't that be something? Uh, Super W uh, on the weekend, the last round was was played out, and some really interesting results uh, were in that. the the Western The Western Force women had a major comeback, but but not quite enough to beat the Brumbies women. And then Queensland beat the Fijiana in Drua, who won it last year, you might remember. Mm-hmm. And so now it means that the Brumbies have finished third in the in the uh, in Super W table. The Fijiana Drua have finished fourth. So now the Drua will play with the Waratahs in one semifinal and Queensland and the Brumbies will play the other one. So those semifinals are happening this weekend. Uh, super ugly from the weekend, just gone. So the buy rounds are done. Uh, we've got a we've got a really difficult weekend this weekend, round 10. St- Hurricanes, Brumbies in Wellington on Friday night, followed by the Waratahs, Highlanders, yeah. and then on Saturday, it's Super Saturday. It's absolutely Super are, Saturday. And you were sitting Hang on. all we'll, time. We'll come to tipping in a minute. Yeah. The Drew hosts the Blues in Lautoka. Moana Pacifica hosts the Rebels in Auckland. Chiefs Crusaders play in Hamilton, and then the Reds force in Brisbane. So that's four games back to back on Saturday. Now you may bring up my my. Yeah, my, you're, my you have twenty seven correct picks in a row. I do, um, and so I know I'm really scared for you. I don't want you to fail right on the eve of thirty. So I would suggest I don't that you think go, I'll get to twenty eight. Go, go, Canes, Landers, Drua, Rebs, Chiefs, Force. That's it. Go. That's Just because you're picking. Down. You're picking the opposite of those, aren't you? I'm so far behind that I just need something. You are seven points behind me, mate. You are getting every single upset behind. I picked has not upset and going so your way. Point, I'm only going favourites. I'm not yeah. going to try. Yeah. Oh, look, look, I I could make a case for both teams in every game this weekend. This this yeah, might be it's the, the first tricky tricky round. This this um, might genuinely be the hardest. hardest Round of the season so far. The story yeah. of the Super Rugby has been no upset so far, really. Not yeah, that much. and we're and due. So we this, are. This overdue. is the round yeah. where it's yeah. you can see all the things. Also, yeah. people are doing platooning, resting, so this you have to kind of, you know, um, figure yeah, that into as well. That it's interesting. Look at Super Rugby. Like to me, you look at some of the stats and realize how useless some of them are. One of them was the broken <laughs> yeah. most tackle stats. Pacifica are leading the league easily in breaking breaking tackles. Yeah, uh, on carry numbers, you know, carrying the ball. Brumbies are the carry the second lead. And yes. they're easily one of the top five teams. Uh, so, Blues... so, hold, so hold that. So hold that thought yeah. for just a second, because then just to just to show you how much that means nothing. Right. Moana Pacifica, the lowest try scoring team in the competition, 
The Brumbies are the second highest. Exactly. The way we score is is immaterial. So I yeah. say the two teams that look you know ominous, the Chiefs and the Crusaders. The Chiefs are the best scrum and the, they're the best tackling team, both in percentage and dominant tackles. The Crusaders lose the least percentage of rucks. They protect their ball exactly. the best. And I think when you look at those stats, they're much more meaningful. Yeah, yeah, no, that all makes that all makes sense. You will catch the uh, the tipping comp, uh, the tipping panel back uh, on uh, on Thursday as well on the raw.com.au. So we'll find out how, if at all, Harry's going to try and bridge this <laughs> exceptionally large gap between us. Good luck, mate. That's all I can say. Hey, uh, I, do, Lim- I have one point to make though. Um, watching Super Rugby last weekend, this is that to me is the importance of running whilst falling. I think you should, if you can run while you're falling, first of all, it's almost impossible to tackle legally if you're falling running. True, uh, true. The Crusaders hooker, I forgot his name now, sorry, uh, Iwani, um, and then Samasoni. Uh, yep. uh, yeah, Tom Robertson has made an entire career now of looking like Angela Merkel ate too much pudding is falling down. And you cannot He's tackle the boy. He's unstoppable, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. yeah it's it's like tackling a blob. How do you do it? Yeah, running while falling. Write that one down, kids. Uh, news of the last seven days, mate, and I very specifically say that because once again we've been caught out by things happening after we hit stop on recording last week. So two things happened last week. The Union Argentina de Rugby have undergone a rebrand with the major component being that for the first time since the UAR's creation in 1899, Los Pumas will actually feature a Puma on their jersey and not a Jaguar. That's so beautiful. I mean, like, <laughs> they have the best branding and they're the best pictures and the best. It's just beautiful. Yeah. It's a, it's a and now the picture will actually match the branding. So that makes, and it, that and makes it has some no, sense. No spots, right? That's what No spots. Be. So yeah. a leopard can indeed change its spots. Oh, let, let myself out. Uh, World Rugby <laughs> confirmed as well last week that they will trial a Timo Bunker at the under 20 world championship in June, uh, there'll be no, there'll be no orange cards or 20 minute reds. And this is very much going to be the next step for, uh, for the, for the world cup this year. I think, it, I think the same sort of setup will be um, in the rugby championship and all the talk about orange cards made no sense at the time. And I'm glad it's not part of it. Lockie Swinton, uh, we mentioned last week was, we were still weren't sure what he's got ended up getting seven weeks for that late, t- uh, late high hit on uh, Jake Strawn from the, from the Western Force, uh, went to judiciary uh, Tuesday night. It's it's my understanding, though, mate, and it hasn't actually been – it wasn't in the announcement, but it's my understanding he's been given permission to go to tackle school and reduce that suspension by a week. So he could actually be back for the Waratahs round 15 game against uh, Moana Pacifica. I want footage of tackle school, and I want that to be placed on uh, social media because that would be really fun stuff. I think you would be disappointed by the footage – because my under- my understanding of the tackle school is that it is very much theory. Oh, I was yeah. imagining Laurie Fisher tackling. I think Laurie- I think we all were. the the, Br- the Brumbies have got a have got a, and I'm sure most teams do. They've got a sand pit, like, and that's you know we we make we make the joke. Oh, a few missed tackles. Someone's going to end up in the sand pit with Lord Fisher, uh, and. Yeah, I, I, my understanding, and I'll be, I'll stand corrected, but my understanding is that tackle school is very theoretical. Uh, All Blacks prop George Bow will miss the World Cup. Um, he ended up suffering an ACL injury in the last minute of the the, uh, the Crusaders match against Queensland in Brisbane last month. That took a little while to, to be diagnosed. Um, reports out of New Zealand suggest now that former Wallabies coach Dave Rennie uh, has turned down a lucrative deal from the Blues to take over in 2024 from Leon McDonald. Really? expected. Interesting. To, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Rennie's said to be weighing up a move to Japan. I think we've known that, but it looks like he could well be linking mm. with his uh, with former Chiefs mentor Wayne Smith, who's the director of rugby at uh, Cabelco Kobe Steelers. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, and we've mentioned him a few times, but Laurie Fisher confirmed over the weekend that he will step back um, from full time professional coaching at the end of the Brumbies season. And mm. I mean, poor man, Laurie. I, I said on my social channels over the weekend that Laurie Fisher has forgotten more than so many good, good, good rugby people have learnt over, over mm. the last 25, 40 years. And that's going to be a loss for the Brumbies and for Australian rugby more broadly. And I do hope that he'll be involved still in some way, but he's reached the time where it's 
time to just ease up and do different things and maybe do a bit of travel. I know his kids are, are you know grown up now at, at old age, so it's it's time to make a bit of family time probably. And and we just wish him all the best for uh, for his what a great what a great guy. He's so responsive, yeah, He's accessible. Yeah. I imagine him on a vacation holiday, though. If like Lord Lord Laurie Fisher is the one planning your holiday, uh, I'm sure you have to be there on time and do the right. Oh thing, yeah. So. Oh yeah. No doubt. The shed. I mean, there'll be there'll be all sorts of Laurie Fisher tributes now coming out over these last six weeks or nine weeks of, of Super Rugby if if the Brumbies can go as, as far as they can, and and no doubt sending Laurie Fisher out a, a winner. He's been involved with the Brumbies for 25 years. Um, you mm. know, they've only been in existence what 28. Um, he's been there from 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 almost the start, and um, yeah, such a such a big part of the fabric. And um, yeah, he'll be he'll be missed, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, but mate, I reckon that might be us done for episode fifty eight of the Raw Rugby Podcast. Don't forget, Harry and I are both on the socials, and please do leave us a review or a rating if your pod platform allows it. Uh, also, don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, uh, and guarantee that you get that new episode. As soon as it goes live, it's the Raw Rugby Podcast with me, Brett McKay, and Harry Jones every week on the raw.com.au, Australia's biggest sporting debate, the home of all your favourite rugby analysis, opinions, and conversations. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back in your ears next week. Come spiel mit uns.